Show Tiempo. What up, Alex Padilla? What's up, Jordan Carruth? Another episode of Show Tiempo. Jordan Carruth, Alex Padilla, a relatively new podcast to the uh, Lakers SB Nation family, silverscreenandroll.com, a website that I frequent, a website that I recommend that you go to all the time. I think every single day people should go to silverscreenandroll.com. You get the latest podcast, you get the latest news, you get the latest and greatest of everything Lakers. I wish it was better news every time I go to silverscreenandroll.com. Lately when I'm going, it's just bad news after bad news after bad news. Injury here, injury there. Uh, you know, it's it's like the end of the Lakers season so far. That's how it feels when you're reading all the headlines for the Lakers, right? It's like Lonzo's out. Uh, LeBron's still not coming back. We might get Carmelo Anthony, which no Laker fan wants, I guess, on Twitter at least. And Do you? I don't. Yeah, I don't. But either. and then there's all this, you know, Luke Wallen's gonna get fired. So like when you're talking about the Lakers who have a winning record and you go on silverscreenandroll.com, doesn't it seem like they're like five and thirty? Right. At the moment. At lately, the moment. Yeah. At lately. the moment. I know it was great there for a while, but it's been pretty brutal the last couple of weeks, man. I feel it's like uh like we're watching wrestling and you have someone just tagging in and tagging out. Yeah. Like this week. And you're just over there in the corner, like, come on. Get me. Tag me in. Tag me. And your partner just can't get there. Yeah. You want everyone to be tagged in at the same time, but it, instead you get, oh, Rondo's coming back this week. Mm-hmm. All right. That means Lonzo Ball. Let's tag you out. You're out for the next four to six mm-hmm. weeks. But Rondo's back. Can't get yeah. them all at the same time. Uh, there's a lot to get to on today's podcast. We're going to go a couple different directions. We're going to talk injuries. You're going to hear a little <laughs> audio from uh, Luke Walton a little bit later on in the podcast talking about LeBron James, also talking about Rajon Rondo. Um, Also, you're going to hear, and we'll probably start with this, the latest with Luke Walton. What do you mean the latest with Luke Walton? The latest with Luke Walton's job security. Do you know something I don't know? I don't think anyone knows anything. Well, that's true. That's what I was wondering. What do you mean the latest? Did I miss something the last time we talked? Um, So since we last did a podcast last week, Jeannie Buss has gone on a ESPN podcast. The podcast is called The Low Post. Mm-hmm. The Low Post is the name of the podcast. And Jeannie Buss joined that podcast. And uh, we're going to play a little bit of audio from it. But she talks about she talks about a lot. She talks yeah. about the uh, the background, the backstory of LeBron James choosing L.A. They talk about Luke Walton. They talk about injuries. They talk about this season. They talk about the future. There is a lot of topics covered in that pod. But we're going to play the best of the, at least what I've considered to be the best, um, audio when it comes to the job security for the current Lakers head coach, and that is Luke Walton, because a lot of people are at least questioning, they're wondering, what's going to happen with Luke Walton? Things aren't exactly going great for the Lakers, because as we record, it is uh, it is a Tuesday mm-hmm. this week, and uh, the Lakers are not in a playoff spot. At not the exa- moment. Not at the moment. Now, I still and- expect the Lakers to make the playoffs, just for the record. <laughs> I think the Lakers are a playoff team. LeBron James will come back, I promise. I hope. I promise, I right? Hope. LeBron's coming back, right? I hope. Promise me that he's going to come back. I really didn't think he was going to be out this long. I really didn't think he was going to be out a month. Like, they didn't, but I guess the Lakers have been very, they were very open about Rajon Rondo's injury. They're very open about uh, Lonzo Ball's injury. But they've been very, 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 you know, secretive, close to the chest with LeBron's injury. So that's why I think, at least I was under the assumption, I thought he was going to be back for the Cavs game. And that didn't obviously didn't pan out. We knew he wasn't going to be back for these last three games where they went one and two, even though we both said they were going to go on three. So pie and I are pie in our face a little bit, but who cares? Um, I have, I don't obviously LeBron, we think he's going to come back, but I don't know 
if it's going to be soon, how can anybody say with 100% certainty that he'll be back soon? Yeah, no one knows when LeBron will be back. I think what we are learning in this process is the injury was pretty severe. Yeah. And it's an injury. I mean, a groin injury is going to be severe no matter what. That's not exactly take a, a day or two. But first reports were not, hey, he's going to miss the next month plus. It was uh, a week, two weeks. And I think we'll any, see how, we see how, how he progresses. And let's be real. For any injury, any injury for LeBron James, a 34-year-old who's played a ton of minutes, Every injury is going to probably take a little longer than we expect. I mean, you know, we I know he takes care of his body, but injuries are injuries, and he's old no matter what, older than most NBA players. So He is still human, Alex. He's still human. I was given the promise that he was not. Yeah, he, I thought he was a superhero. Yeah, that's like, what you told me. In real life. That's what you told not me. Not just in NBA terminology, but I still consider him a superhero, but turns out he can get hurt, and he gets hurt in the first year uh, in this contract with the Lakers. So... The uh, As predicted here on the podcast weeks ago when LeBron James went down, uh, I believe a conversation we had was, we'll get ready for a little bit of a bumpy path. Mm -hmm. And what comes with a bumpy path with the Lakers? Well, what comes with that is conversations about the job security with the head coach. Uh, What comes into question is playoff seating, and we've seen the Lakers tumble out of a current playoff spot. But as expected and as predicted on this podcast, conversations around Luke Walton. How secure is Luke Walton with the Lakers? Does he? Will he finish the season? Will he be the Lakers? Will he be LeBron's coach for the next three, four years? Will he even be LeBron's coach for the next three or four yeah. games? I, that's been uh, that that's been a topic that's a lot of people have opinions on. The only opinion that really matters, it sounds like, is Magic Johnson's opinion. That's basically what Jeannie Buss said in that podcast with Zach Lowe on ESPN, and that's kind of what. It's opposite of what people have said in the past, where it's they're not going to fire Luke Walton because Jeannie Buss has his back. But she had a very interesting quote, and I guess we can play it, is that she was like, they asked, Zach asked her, is Luke going to be there the rest of the season, this season? And she said, that's something you have to ask Magic. And that's really interesting. Well, she says that after laying out, essentially what happens is she lays out how the Lakers system is set up right now. And that system is Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka. They are the top of that pyramid when it comes to their program. Looks like it's Magic's at the top of that pyramid. And then Rob. And Jeannie's like the sun overlooking the pyramid. Like she she's not really part of that scheme yet. I guess basically that's I'm trying to say is like Are you calling the Lakers a pyramid scheme? At the moment. They're selling me things that are they can't <laughs> promise. So it's just like Jeannie's not really part of the decision making, although she does oversee the team, obviously. But she did make it seem like she's pretty far, far away from making those types of decisions. Yeah, Jeannie's not going to come in and fire or save Luke Walton. That's that's not her job. Yeah. She says her job and the Lakers' job with Luke when it comes to Magic Johnson, Rob Palinka, and herself is to put Luke in the best position possible. Now, I've already seen opinions on this that, wow, the Lakers 100% behind Luke Walton. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly go that far quite yet. That's not exactly how how I heard this audio. Not but, at all, by the way. That's not how I heard it at all either. No. Um, but also, I, I don't think it was an indictment on Luke Walton either. It was more of a, hey, look behind the curtain. This is how we're set up. Magic is running the program, the word she used, program. Lakers is a program. Polinka's going to do everything he can to put Luke in a position to win, to be successful. Magic's going to do the exact same thing. Her job is to put everyone in position to be successful as well. And then you have Luke Walton. And you can talk about ugly losses at home against sub-500 teams, which she does bring up. And you could also talk about going on the road in Oklahoma City and beating the Thunder. 
My takeaway is, well, I'm not sure what we learned in that quote. My takeaway is, as soon as Magic Johnson really wants to make a move and he feels passionate enough to do so, I don't know if she'll get it. I know we've seen reports that she will step in at that point and say, no, Luke's our guy. That's not my takeaway from this either, though. My takeaway from this is, this is Magic. This is Palinka. If they are, for whatever reason, I think she would be surprised if they get to a point where they want to move on from Luke. I think she would be surprised mm-hmm. with that, but she does kind of detach herself from that decision. I heard it in a way where she was saying, we are doing everything. It's actually a quote that she said, we are doing everything we can to make sure that Luke is successful in his job. That's our job. That almost placed all the pressure on Luke to me. That's the way I heard it. It's we've done everything. We're doing everything possible to make sure Luke is successful. So now if he's not successful, that's his fault. That's kind of how I read it. And then that second part when she's like, if, if he's going to make it, it's like, you got to ask magic that really doubled up to me. So but again, she's reinforcing what she had right. just said. Let's right. play the audio for you. This is what Jeannie okay. Buss had to say. Let's let everyone in on this conversation. So here's what Jeannie Buss had to say. She went on The Low Post, a podcast from ESPN. Here's what Jeannie had to say. I think the reason why the Lakers are doing so well is that we have someone with the basketball vision, and that's Magic Johnson. He, along with Rob Palenka, are running our basketball program. Now, I can tell you right now that... Everyone, Magic, Rob, myself, everyone in the organization is behind Luke. There's nothing more important to Irvin, to, to Magic, than, besides his family, it, than this Laker team. And we are doing everything we can to make sure that Luke is successful in his job. That's our job. And I think he's doing a terrific job. And um, given the injuries that we've had, it's a challenge. And people forget, like, he's he's had, you know, two of our starters taken away from him. And they've won, you know, really important games on the road proving what is possible even without LeBron you know but it it's still it's still difficult to to uh you know lose the games you're supposed to win you know when you're at home to to a sub 500 team it's really hard to lose those games but then you you go out on the road and you you get the wins over Oklahoma City and these great teams in our conference that are you know where we want to be in the top top of our conference you know i think i think you can see that there is progress being made even without um you know two of our starters i think luke's done an impressive job all right that's what genie bus had to say on the low post podcast from espn says luke has done a terrific job there has been challenges with injuries as we know the lakers lost the best player in the nba we're still shook from that loss against Cleveland. Everyone is shook from that loss, right? <laughs> like no one's gonna, everyone's gonna bring up that loss for all season. But I think a really important part of the very end, she says, we've still seen a lot of progress with yeah. this team, even without LeBron James. So I think that the win against the Thunder definitely saved Luke some, gave Luke a lot of time. I know people want to point at the Bulls win that we talked about last week a lot as the reason why he wasn't like fired on the spot. Yeah, if he lost that game, it probably would have been bad. But then when you turn around and you beat the Thunder. Like, that's a huge win that helped Luke, and that showed progress. That showed that the kids can do stuff. Like, Zubak's been playing out of his mind the last couple of games out of yeah. nowhere again. Like, if you give that kid minutes, he's shooting like 90%. It's ridiculous. But he was a lot of fun to watch in that OKC yeah. game. 
I've said it before, and I'll say it again, Jordan, and I and I don't know how often I can emphasize it, but Luke Wallen just deserves to finish the season out, and it should be st- we should stop mentioning it. Like it's almost like it's not our fault because the stories still keep coming out, so we have to talk about it. But I feel like it is completely unfair to say that Luke Wallen should be fired because you've missed LeBron James for a month of the season. Uh, you've missed. Rajon Rondo twice now, Ingram to injury and suspension. Now Lonzo Ball. So it's just, and then Kuzma missed one or two games. That happens. But the amount of injuries compacted with, you put a whole new team together. You brought in how many guys? Four or five guys and the rookies. And then you're bringing them in with kids, not veterans. You're meshing together a whole new nucleus of team. Like it's just, it's unfair to Luke to say he should be fired because they have a winning record. If they were 20. And or if they were like ten and thirty, then yeah, we could talk about firing him. They're still above water. They're still like half a game out of an eighth seed right now. It's interesting you say they're still above water because that was one of my takeaways too after listening to that. Like the Lakers without LeBron James, it's Luke's job right now is for the Lakers to just stay above water. You can't let this franchise spiral. You can't let the season spiral out of control because then I think legitimately you're having conversations about Luke Walton's job. But it hasn't spiraled necessarily. It hasn't been great. Let's not sugarcoat it too much here. Yeah. But it hasn't spiraled out of control. A win at OKC, I think, does a lot. It really did. It breathes a lot of oxygen into this season for the Should have been a win against the Rockets. And that was a, yeah. Loss. I mean, you could point it at a million different things, whether you want to point it at the refs, whatever you want to point it at. The fact is they lost another lead in the fourth quarter, which they just is a trend. That That's something you could point at Luke Wallen. It's like, can you teach these guys how to close out a game? Because you're doing everything right. Then you get to the fourth quarter, and they just can't close it out. So, I mean, you should have probably beat the Rockets. And then, yeah, you had no chance on Monday. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Clay Thompson was just on fire, but whatever. Um, Luke Walton's going to finish this season. He has to. If, I mean, I really do think, who are you going to bring in? You're going to promote Brian Shaw? Like that's who you're gonna like. Who are you gonna give the well, the keys to? Mostly because as soon as LeBron comes back, there's no way they fire Walton at that point, right? Because then you would or think is LeBron waiting for him to be fired. I mean, you're I gonna hear all these stupid rumors yeah, because I don't want to feed into that either. Yeah, but it's 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 what do we know about LeBron? That's why these rumors keep coming out because we just don't know anything about the injury. And his agent keeps coming out like we're on our timeline. We're not on anybody else's timeline. It's like, okay, well, what's the timeline? No one's giving you one. We just want to know what it is. Yeah, tell us what you know. Come yeah. on. I, I think the the only way the arrow points once LeBron comes back is up. For the team, for the franchise, and most importantly, for Luke Walton. LeBron James coming back and getting the Lakers some wins is going to yeah. go a long way for people talking about the future of Luke Walton. I would much rather— As long Luke- as he can get to that point, how, whatever that point is, however long it's going to take for LeBron James to actually come back, and he's not expected to come back this week, we'll play a little bit of Luke Walton here for you shortly talking about LeBron yeah. also talking about Rondo but if he could just get to that point of yeah. LeBron getting back on the team he's fine the rest of the season. I would much rather LeBron take his time and come back than to rush coming back and getting hurt like for the rest of the season obviously yeah. but that, that I just keep saying it because we don't know that's the problem is we don't know how far away LeBron is we know how far away Rondo was and he came back sooner than expected we know how long Lonzo's expected to be out so what did Luke say about LeBron like is there anything new is he coming back 
on Thursday? Well, Alex, I'm really glad you asked. Here's what Luke Walton had to say. I haven't seen him do contact yet, so, you know, I, I don't feel as confident. Um, but I know you know how serious he is about his rehab, so he's doing everything possible. And uh, we've talked. I know he's dying to get back on the basketball court, but uh, he also knows that getting healthy is top priority. So whenever that day comes, he'll you know he'll he'll be out back out there. But uh, I, I I would say right now I feel more confident about Rondo being ready for Thursday. So Rondo Thursday, still no decision really on LeBron. But like you said, it's one of those things we can't have it all, right? Like Rondo's back, which is amazing. It's great. Now Brandon Ingram can take a little break from being a point guard, or Alex Caruso getting minutes. Whatever they were gonna do there, yeah, it's just like. Thank God Rondo's back because that point guard position was just brutal. But the good thing is for Lakers, too, they got four straight games at home. I know one of them is against the Clippers, but it's at home. They got four straight games. They're not leaving L.A. Mm. So if LeBron is coming back, I mean, he doesn't have to travel anywhere. There's always that outside chance that he could come back. But like Luke said, he hasn't even done contact yet. He's just shooting. You know, he's just shooting. So it doesn't sound very good, right? LeBron comes back. Lakers get back into a playoff situation, yeah. playoff spot at least, unlike where they are right now, number nine in the West. We're still like too early in the season to talk about playoff spot because I'm looking at the standings right now. Two games separate them from out to fourth place. You know what I mean? So it's just like to say they're not going to make a playoff spot right now is just stupid. But there's so much, there's so many games left, and you're very close, and you're only four games out. Literally, you're literally four games out of the three seed. So you're you're right there. You're not out of it. And the West is so close that if LeBron doesn't come back soon, though, did you hear Charles Barkley saying the West sucks? Why? Yeah, did you hear? Th- I like, didn't that was hear post game. All right. So he, we weren't going to talk about this, but now I want to. Charles Barkley. Anytime we talk about Chuck. Yeah. So Chuck talks about. It's so funny when he describes this too, because he's talking about man, the West is it's soft. Like it's so it's not the dominant conference. There's more talent in the East. A lot more talent in the East than in the West because in the West you have the Warriors who just got DeMarcus Cousins mm-hmm. back. And once he gets firing on all cylinders, look out. Um, but then Chuck's like, yeah, and, and that's about it. Like he included Denver, but he wasn't even into that. And then to make his argument about how strong the East is, you got to go back and watch this because it's classic. Like Charles, he can only think of the Raptors. <laughs> I'm of pretty, course. Like that's the only team. He could, he's like, but then you go to the East and, and look at the, like you got Toronto. And the Raptors are in the East, and and Toronto's in the East, and and what about the Raptors? And oh my goodness, the East is so much better than the Western Conference. It's like, of course, these conversations are happening when LeBron James isn't playing yeah. for the Lakers. Charles Barkley is so sick and tired of watching the Warriors win. I was watching that game on well, on Monday night when they played the Lakers. He goes, "Sorry, America, sorry, you have to watch this at halftime." It's just like, sorry, but we all know the Warriors. Like, cousin Boogie's back. He didn't even finish sentences. He's just so tired of watching the Warriors. All his bias is just against the Warriors. He's sick and tired. He, We all know Chuck doesn't like super teams, and he doesn't like the Warriors. So, of course, he's going to favor the one team he knows in the East. But it, the East is pretty top-heavy, though. Like, they're very top-heavy. When you got the Bucks, the Raptors, Pacers, the Sixers, and the Celtics. Wait, hold on. That's a bunch of other teams. I thought it was just Toronto in the East. And the, tor- Toronto's tied with the Milwaukee. You think you think Chuck knew that? You think Milwaukee? Do you think he knew that Milwaukee and Toronto were tied for first place right now? Maybe. Based on his answer, he only knows Toronto in the East. But they, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. With, you bring up the West standings. They still have, losing, they still only have losing team records are still in the playoffs in the East. Like, 
Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, and it's every year there's losing team rec- teams with losing records in the playoffs in the East year after year after year after year. So LeBron James not expected to return this week. Lakers have gone five and nine without LeBron, which uh, apparently is way better than what Cleveland would do when they didn't have LeBron. I guess they were way worse. Well, his day. they were like four and twenty-three if I read that. I mean, that's one without LeBron. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, the team that he took to the finals last year. Oh, I mean, just that's that was a miracle in and of itself. Yeah, it gives you faith that you might actually he could bring this Lakers team to the finals this year. I hope so. So LeBron, no idea. Who knows? No idea. But what we do know is Rondo. Rondo's going to – he's expected to return Thursday against Minnesota. So he's missed the last 14 games for the Lakers. He's recovering from surgery. He had to repair a ligament in his right ring finger. He's only played in 14 games this year. Yeah. Suspended. Two different hurt. injuries plus the suspension. So the Lakers have played 48 games. Rondo has only played in 14 of those 48. Two injuries to his right hand. A three-game suspension for his role in the fight between uh, the Lakers and Rockets earlier in – the Lakers home opener. So tag in Rondo tag out Lonzo ball. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The question has been asked with Lonzo ball now going out for the next four to six weeks. Should the Lakers feel compelled to go out there and make a trade, go get a point guard. I'm not exactly inclined to go out and start making trades because I don't like giving up assets for what will just be a quick fix, especially when it looks like uh, you're going to need as many assets as possible. If you're going to go out Mm -hmm. and maybe get, one of those big stars to uh, line up with LeBron James. So I'm not exactly in the market myself as a fan saying, all right, well, let's go trade someone just to get a point guard for a couple of weeks because the deadline happens to be coming up in early February. I'm not there yet. Watching Brandon Ingram run point guard the other night kind of made me change my mind a little bit. But no, like you just got to be, I think you just have to be patient through this, get through it, just get to the light at the end of the tunnel. And the light at the end of the tunnel is LeBron James coming back on the court. Yeah. It, it sucks to keep being a broken record, but it's just the truth. When you have LeBron James, when you have the best player on the planet, that solves a lot of your problems. You know, that covers up a lot of your problems. Um, what's unfortunate about the Lonzo Ball injury is that he was playing so well. He was actually being aggressive. Everything that we talked about last week that we wanted, he was doing all of a sudden. He was being aggressive. He was taking shots. He was distributing the ball as he should. You know, he was up there, dude. He was taking 17 shots a game. When did Lonzo ever do that? And now he was doing it. So, it's just the most unfortunate timing ever, which really, really sucks for the Lakers. Um, How about the Lakers making free throws against Oakland? I mean, I don't want to go back and recap what happened yeah. against OKC and recap everything that's happened since we last did a podcast. But it's almost like Luke. Like, Wall- Whoa, they can make free throws. <laughs> it's almost like Luke Wallen is doing his job by improving the team. It's and Jeannie all- <laughs> agrees with that. She says it's she almost has, like Luke Walton progress. Is, knows what we're talking about, sees the flaws that this team has, and has gone out there and improved them. You know, it's almost like Luke sees that that JaVel McGee and Tyson Chandler can't get big minutes because they're old, and he's playing Zubak, who's crushing it all of a sudden. How yeah. many times have we slammed Zubak on this podcast? I know I've done it a few times. I haven't done it. I've done it because he looked terrible in the beginning of the season, and JaVel was looking so good, and now it's the complete opposite. It's So it's like Luke is doing a good job with his team, and we're still talking about firing the guy. I'm not. You can't fire Luke. All right, here's the next couple of games as we wrap this up, Alex. You mentioned a lot of home games coming Lots. up for the Lakers, so that's good news. That means LeBron James doesn't have to worry about missing road trips. He can just stay at home and like he was anyway, yep. but rehab and potentially come back. By the way, before we get to the schedule, okay, LeBron James's outfits on the bench have been just just next level. I've never Phenomenal. seen somebody wear a suit with a hoodie and then under the hoodie a shirt and a tie. Like that was last uh, on Monday night. 
that was what he was wearing. Two different color shoes for MLK Day. It was, I was like, bro, you ne- we never see him on the bench this long, and now he's able to show off his 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 clothes. It's his, pretty it's pretty his, nice. His wardrobe. Just had to throw that out there. I was I was digging his style last I night. I say next week on the podcast, that's how we dress up. Okay. I wear a hoodie every day, so I'll just throw a tie on. Do you have a tie? I have a lot of ties. Do you? All right. All right, here's the schedule coming up for the Lakers. Timberwolves at home Thursday night. The, the thing to watch out for there is Rondo, of mm-hmm. course, coming back. Good timing there with Lonzo Ball going out. Lonzo Ball, by the way, four to six weeks. It's a grade three sprain left. Uh, grade three sprain in his left ankle. And, and we are not the podcast to come on here and blame his shoes, people. I've seen that before. Blaming the shoes? Yeah, because he's wearing big baller brand shoes. Everyone's got their, oh, he wasn't wearing shoes. He's wearing low tops. Why isn't he wearing high? Like, Is it up. like Kanye on board now with the? Uh... Yeah, he's a big baller. He is a big baller. He's a believer he? in LeVar. By the way, LeVar Ball, very quiet, huh? LeBron really shut that dude up. Timberwolves at Lakers Thursday night. That game's going to be on yep. TNT. Rondo coming back. Can we get Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller Instead of Marvin and not Weber? Chris Weber? I hope Weber doesn't ever check his name on Twitter. It's Just brutal. Search Chris it's Weber during a so game on Twitter. so bad. You will not find a single positive tweet. He had a comment on Monday night where he said, I'm really glad... Clay turned the ball over there because I wanted him to keep shooting the ball. It's like, what? That is it. What is it? What did you say? He also got crushed for saying Clay was back in his home state playing. Yeah, when even he plays he, in gold in California. I mean, I, we, I think I saying, knew what he meant. Like he meant to be a little bit more local with yeah. that. Talking about Southern California. And he said something about San Francisco showing their team love. It's like they're still in Oakland. They're not in San Francisco yet. Yeah, yeah. he's bad. I just hope he doesn't search his name on I Twitter. I love Marv Albert. Marv, Marv Albert, though. Mm. But Kevin Harlan, He's Reggie Miller, that's the number one crew right Kevin there. Kevin Harlan is the best. Um, and then on Sunday, so following the Timberwolves game on Thursday on TNT, that's when Rondo comes back. You get the Suns and Lakers on Sunday. It's going to be a Sunday night game, Sunday evening, 6.30 p.m. You know, so last time they played a home Sunday game, what happened? They lost to the Cavs. And those Suns are just as bad. We're Please still, don't make that happen. We're still shook from it. 76ers will come to town next Tuesday, next Tuesday night, 730. So it sounds like Alex and I next week are going to be watching Lakers, Sixers, and getting ready for a podcast. Looks like we're doing another Tuesday. No, that, yeah, we, we're, we're going to have some fun there for sure. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see. MB is such a massive trash talker. Did you see him swat the life out of James Harden the other day and just stare him down? Yeah. And they were up by like 50. It was just like, oh. And then Harden still scored like 60 of the team's points or whatever. But Embiid is just a next level trash talker. It's it's fun to watch, but I hate it when he's playing the Lakers because he's they've been getting the best of them lately, you know? Yeah. Hopefully. So let's do it every week then. There's games between now and then. Last week we said 0 oh, and 3. <sighs> Originally, I said one and two, and then I switched to zero oh and three because yeah. you're such a depressing person. I am, but I am, but this schedule is a lot lighter than the last three. It's not the Thunder, the Rockets, and the Warriors. I know the I know the Sixers are really good, but so Wolves, Suns, Sixers, all at home. Two and one. Yeah, same. Two and one. But I think you're going to be surprised at the one. I think you're going to be. It's not the automatic Sixers yeah. or your loss. Yeah, you might beat the Sixers, and who knows? Who knows? Who knows when LeBron's back? Who knows? You could lose to the Suns. If you could lose to Cleveland at home, you're not going to surprise me by losing to Phoenix either. Yeah. It's just, you're n- it won't be shocking yeah. to me. So uh, what did we learn today? That Luke learned, Walton is it's fine. He's fine, right? We're, we learned that Luke Walton is fine as long as Magic Johnson thinks he's fine. 
which I who knows? Do you ever really know what's going on in Magic Johnson's head? No, I've never. No, no one does. No, no one does. No, no, not even close. I don't even pretend to act like it's I really. Know what's it going is. On there. It is good to get clarity on the situation with the structure of the organization, though, because it does. What Genie Bus said to Zach Lowe, to me, it means if Magic wants Luke fired, he's fired. Like Genie's not going to come to the rescue. That that was something that people said. And that's just not true, I don't think, anymore after what she said. No, that she laid out the structure. If Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka decide that Luke Wallen should be fired, then they're going to fire him, and Jeannie's not going to step in. That's how it is. And everyone in that organization, supportive of Luke, yep. want him to do well. Yep. You wouldn't expect to hear anything else. No one's going to say we're trying to sabotage Luke Walton. Yep. Of course they want the franchise to do well. I thought it was good for Luke Walton. It wasn't exactly 100%. He's never going to be on the hot seat. Yeah. Do you think that this organization, as we wrap up, I'll even just ask it quickly. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Do you think this organization will bring in Carmelo Anthony? No. I do not. Do you? I think there's a chance. They did say it was reported. They didn't say. They never say anything. It was reported that they're not going to clear a roster spot for Carmelo Anthony. And who would that roster spot even be? Like Michael Beasley would be gone? So I don't really know, but... I mean, could it hurt? Yeah, it could, could it really that hurt that much? It could hurt. Like, would you rather Melo throw up ten shots a game or Contavious Caldwell Pope? Caldwell Pope, because you can trade him. We'll trade him and bring in Melo. I don't know. I just I, I don't think it's as end of the world as people say. I I love at Lakers SBN their Twitter account, but it's almost like if the Lakers sign him, like they might just delete the account. Like. <laughs> It looked like the whoever runs that account, whether it's Harrison or Anthony or whoever, it just seemed like they. If Carmelo Anthony becomes a Laker, we have to check in on them. We do, like physically, like, hey, are you guys okay? It's gonna be all right. Are you, you guys, guys okay? gonna be all right out there? Gonna be okay? I don't think it's the end of the world. All right, so you have Lakers two and one in the final three. I games. do have Lakers two and one. Okay, as do I. We both said zero oh and three. They went one and two. So they're gonna go one and two this time, or three and zero. Oh. <laughs> it could happen. Could happen. So that's the latest. You got a little bit from Jeannie Buss, the latest with LeBron James. Rondo comes back on Thursday as he tags in for Lonzo Ball, who is now exiting the stage for the next six oh weeks. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully four, not six. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's just four to six. They but. did say a longer period for Rajon, and he came back fast. I just, It's just, this it, is not the season I was expecting. It seems, <laughs> yeah, I know, that's the same. But it does seem like every week we're coming on and talking about a new injury, and I'm hoping next week we're not talking about a new injury. I'm hoping we're talking about... I don't know, Kuzma averaging 40 points a game. Would you, would you like to predict the next injury? <laughs> don't do that. No. Don't do that. No. Because it's all your fault LeBron got hurt anyway. You were the one who always saying, like, oh, LeBron, his age, he's bound to break down. And look what you did. This is year one of four. And he's it's already starting to Alex. break down. It's all your fault that LeBron got hurt. All right. Well, uh, Alex's uh, full-time job is going to take him to Atlanta, Georgia next week for the Super Bowl. So we are going to have a – yeah. A podcast next week where maybe potentially both of us are in Atlanta talking about the Lakers. So, I looked up the Hawks schedule. It's not worth going to that game. If the Lakers like the Bulls. If the Lake I'm just really terrible at math. So if the Lakers play at ten thirty on the West Coast, does that mean we have to do a podcast at four in the morning because the game starts at or does it start at ten thirty? What how does math East are you trying time, to do? How does East Coast so time? Seven thirty is ten thirty PM in Atlanta. Got it. So we'll do a two AM podcast next Tuesday. Yeah, we'll still be out. Hell yeah. At a strip club. <laughs> Talk to you next week.